with Crystal Fry and Susan Price and today we'll be picking back up with our 3C series <laughs> and the episode is on contentment. Contentment. So we have hit on comparison, competition, and now contentment in the story of Rachel and Leah. Mm-hmm. Man, I think about contentment and when I look it up it says it's a state of happiness and satisfaction and when I think about my own contentment I realize that um I'm not a very content person. Really? Yeah. Why do you find yourself uncontent so much? I don't know. There's always that lingering desire to want more, need more, mm-hmm. want to do more, want to have more. Yeah. And I'm not sure why that is. Um, I actually had a friend tell me one time, they were like, something's wrong with you. And really? I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, not in a bad way, but I, you definitely, I think, are filling a void somewhere because you're never content with what you have. You never always real. want more. Yeah. And I was like, huh. And I never thought about it that way. But when I really thought about it after that, I'm like, you know what? I th- why Why are we never content with anything? Yeah. And I think it is because we're filling a void somewhere along the way. And so I struggle with contentment. I try really hard now, now that I obviously know it's been brought to my attention, but I find myself wanting a lot of things, which I think is somewhat normal, but like you get those things. Yeah. And like even a kid with a toy, they're happy for what, five minutes or maybe for a day. And the next day it's thrown in a drawer somewhere and they've forgotten all about it. And I think that's the same with us as humans and adults is we're content for a moment. And then that contentment is lost so quickly. Just like the world that's around us, you know, the iPhones, for example, they're always releasing new ones, Mm -hmm. but you have like a two-year contract. And so people will pay extra money to get the new release before they're due for it because we're not content with what we have. But that's the way the world has trained us. It's funny when you sit there and you say, you know, you give your kid a toy. We were actually talking about a friend the other day and she said um, she had given her child a toy and like she had thought a different response would come from it I said girl get her a cardboard box and she will love that so much more I mean that's truly like when we're that don't you wish that when we were that little we could keep that kind of concept of like it's not materialism Mm -hmm. because I think that the contentment comes from worldly desires really Mm -hmm. um and we could keep that mindset of yeah, we don't really need that much because I feel like as we get older, that starts to fade. It does. You think about... Childlike um, faith, girl. It Definitely a childlike faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about kids when you give them a gift. They're excited to open it. They don't care what's inside of it. Yeah. It's, it's just the joy of opening something up. But once they open up and they see what it is, they throw it to the side. Like, we're just... We're not content with anything. I, I really wonder why that fades as we get older. I mean, I feel like when we're a baby to, you know, is that what we're instilling in our own children? Is that uncontentment? And that's why it spades? They watch us. That's for sure. I mean, they definitely learn from us. So if they're seeing that we're always wanting more or getting more or complaining about what we just got and don't like, but we'd rather have this, we're, I mean, we are definitely teaching them the wrong thing. All right. Stepping on some toes here because sitting here talking about it, I'm like, am I doing that? Because I don't want to be that almost generational thing where then my kids pass it on. So it's kind of something that we might need to check more often than we realize. Go ahead and break it. It's definitely a generational curse. Uh, mm, Contentment. That's hard. All right. So with this story, so we've been talking about Rachel and Leah. And 
I, when I reread this story, because I've been rereading it a bunch, when I reread it, um, we see Jacob obviously not being content first because Laban gives him um, Leah, is it Le- it's Leah, right, over Rachel. Yep, after he'd already told him right. that he could have Rachel. Right. So we see him not being content with that, then working for another seven years, getting who he desired first. Um, but when I look at it, I see that Laban was kind of the ringleader mm-hmm. of this discontentment by doing something that he said that he wasn't going to do. And that made me think of there's probably like a ringleader of what our discontentment is. Like there's a root. That's the ringleader. So yeah. not necessarily a person. But here's a deep question for you. What do you think your ringleader of your discontentment is? Oh, pretty deep right yeah it is well that kind of brings me back to what I was saying when that friend called me out you know I I never really thought about it and so it's kind of when you do a self-inventory check and you kind of write down what you've been through Mm -hmm. I think for me and this is just what what I think um and I could be totally off with this you know from a young age I mean I don't remember my dad at all yet he lost that relationship he didn't care to continue it um for whatever reason but I think my whole life I spent time trying to find that contentment in the relationship that was lacking Uh, yeah and so I was like okay if I just have this I'll feel better or I'll be complete or Mm -hmm. if I do this or you know constantly chasing after things of the world that don't fulfill those desires and needs because it's something much deeper than just um, materialistic things yeah I agree I think that we don't take the time to really dig deep into what could be causing it Mm -hmm. for each individual thing. So say it's like wanting more. We're not taking the time to actually dig into why we want more, like why we're not content with what exactly we have now. Like why Mm -hmm. are we not content? Say, for instance, if it's like a house or um, your car or that these are materialistic things or why you're not content in your marriage Mm -hmm. or like, what is it that's causing that discontentment mm-hmm. in you? It's when we need to step back and do a self-evaluation, a heart check for sure, because it's definitely a heart issue that relies deep down within us. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess the the huge question, or the with the answer to that question would be, maybe from now on, when we feel that discontentment, figure out where that root is coming from mm-hmm. versus trying to fill it with something else that you're just going to be discontent with. Right. So figuring out what it is, uncovering it, digging up that root, and then praying about it, being like, God, show me what I need to do to fill this contentment yeah. with the right thing and how to handle the problem or the source of the problem. Yeah. Um, because obviously we can be content with everything that he's given us, right. but we choose not to be. Discontentment is bigger than I think we give credit to. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it talks a lot. It warns us about it in the Bible so much when it comes to like wealth and materialism Mm -hmm. that it's almost like a barrier between our relationship with God um, when we allow that to come in as much as we do. And I, I sitting here just talking about it right now, it, it really makes you think, like, where am I discontent in my life? Mm-hmm. Like, where could I start to de-root those issues? Right. So that way I'm not facing them continuously and, you know, causing that barrier with my relationship with God. Mm, I know. Like, well, and, you know, different seasons obviously bring different discontentment. Right. But... 
I can't imagine, you know, trying to always fill those voids to find that contentment, like you said, in the things of the world, the materialistic things, and trying to figure out, okay, why do I feel this way? You know, like you said, houses, cars, you know, it goes back to comparison as well because we're not content with what we have because we're comparing what we have to the something more that someone else has. And so here we are doing the comparison game with the contentment game, you know, with the competition game. And it all ties together, which is why we chose these three C's um, because they definitely pull from one another. And it's like a circle that never ends. So we have to choose to break that that curse, that, that process. Yeah. yeah, break that cycle. Break that cycle of discontent and comparison and competition to where you live in the fullness of what God has created us to live in. Um, and this is honestly something that I feel like not just – we can't just say one person. I feel like this is something that everybody struggles with. One part of these three C's are all three parts of them, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it, you know, and talking about Jacob not being content with Leah – you know, I can kind of understand why he wasn't content because that's not what he wanted. Right. But sometimes that's the same with us is we have this big idea of something that we want. We even pray for it. We work for it. But then we get it and it's not exactly what we thought it was going to be or it's not exactly what we wanted. Yeah. But God gives us something similar and then we find ourselves in that discontentment. And I feel like for him, like, obviously he wanted Rachel uh-huh. and he was told he was going to be given Rachel. Right. And eventually he was, but... I feel like it was kind of twisted on how he got her, you know, like it didn't happen the way it was supposed to. And so finding that contentment and, you know, with that one wife and then Leah, you know, obviously she wasn't content. She had multiple children and she just kept thinking, if I can just have one more, he'll love me. If I'll have one more, he'll love me. She wasn't content with the ones that she already had while Rachel had none at the time. So Uh it's a big contentment game. She, in the scripture, she's like, okay, she has Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called him Reuben for, she said, because the Lord had looked upon my affliction, for now my husband will love me. And she continued to kind of say, like, this is why I would name my son because of this. And at the fourth son, she says, Um, this time I will praise the Lord. This time. This time. And I'm like, you know, I think that's where we kind of find fault with our own discontentment is it's, okay, well, this time, now Mm -hmm. I will find the praise or now I will look for it in what I have. And in reality, we need to be looking for it at the beginning of Mm -hmm. everything that we have and in all the goodness that God has done and everything that he has blessed us with. A good example of that is I remember with the house before, the one that I lived in now, you know, the struggle it was to get that. You know, I was 21 years old. Um, I was doing it all on my own. I was buying a house. I was going through something that where um, it was like subsidized. So it was based off of kind of like my income or I, I don't remember exactly. But I mean, it was still, it was buying a house, but my the interest rate was based off of something. It was, it was help through. Mm-hmm. And... I remember how so grateful I was for that house because of that and that making that payment of it was not, you know, as high as it is on my house payment. Now, it was just I was so grateful. And I remember every time pulling out of my driveway and looking at that house and just being like, and look, I'm about to start crying (laughs) because I was like, man, God, thank you for this home. Like, thank you for giving me this. And and. Knowing that I had done so, and God was really, his hand was in it. And it almost makes me feel guilty because 
now I'm married and, and we have a house together and you know, like how many times have I pulled out of my driveway now and been like, God, thank you for this, you know, and, and mm-hmm. my house is beautiful and I love it. And it's kind of like when I'm rambling now, but <laughs> you know, it's kind of, you think about these instances and, and you're like, I need to praise him all times. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and now, you know, it makes me think about it. Like there's a root to that of yeah. why, you know, you need to be content in everything. It definitely goes back to less is more. Yeah. Because I feel like the more we have, the um, less satisfied we are. Right. The less content we are. And when we have little, our hearts are grateful for what we have because obviously you were working hard to try to pay for this home Uh that you had at the age of 21. And so it's kind of like a a child as well when they're working a job so that they can buy their first car or Uh they can pay that car payment or insurance, whatever it is. They're going to appreciate it more because they're working hard for it. Whereas we get to a point of a me, 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 and we become greedy and we become where we expect you know, to just have these things. I mean, I'll be first to say, I can be a brat sometimes and be like, I want this, I want that. And when I don't get it, I I can pitch a little fit sometimes. I mean, I'm just being honest. And that's just being ungrateful. The God didn't create us to be ungrateful. We should be grateful for everything. And I think the key to being content is being grateful for what you already have. Um, And so thank you for sharing that because I definitely think that puts sight into everyone for like what we have and finding that happiness and and thanking God for what we have right now in the present. Like praising him for everything, you know, where exactly we, yeah, like you said, where we're at. I love that. I was looking at scripture and um, one of the ones that stood out to me was 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 12. Uh Um, And I'm going to read it real quick. It says, yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, mm-hmm. and we can take nothing, or excuse me, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows." Um, wow. I mean, it talks about <laughs> the uncontentment right there in that scripture. Uh, yeah, and it compares it to money as well because that falls along the lines of wanting more. Obviously, it takes money to buy more, to do more. Mm-hmm. And so I think that a lot of times that's why we become greedy with money is because we want to hold on to every penny we can get to do or buy something that we want. Yeah. Well, we see in that scripture too, and kind of in even in the scriptures that we're reading, that uncontentment, um, that greed mm-hmm. could be the root. Right. You know, or um, even just the lack of happiness in what we have. Like there's, there's something behind it mm-hmm. that's causing those, um, there's something in the heart that's causing those. And yeah. it makes me think that, Um, when we talk about the competition and stuff like that too, that uncontentment um, is competition for our own hearts. Mm, That's good. Yeah. And so it's something that's in competition, like the greed is in competition for our hearts Uh to be content. Uh And we're seeing that, you know, that that's that barrier that we were talking about earlier with our relationship with Christ um, for the contentment that he is really, he really wants for us versus the uncontentment that we're finding for ourselves. 
Right. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to process everything you're saying because you said a lot of good things there. Yeah. Uh, you know, and even in that scripture talking about we came into this world with nothing and we leave with nothing. Yeah. It's so true. Like, we come naked. We have no clothing on us when we're born. So, we, I mean, we don't even take clothing with us. Like, we leave with nothing. Like, it may be on the ground, but it doesn't go with us. And so that definitely tells us that we work hard for what we have, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But there's no point in being greedy and continuing to want more and more and more when that's not our purpose here. Our purpose is to serve God and share God with other people. Um, yeah. Well... I had read, it kind of makes me think that I had read this one time and it talked about heavenly treasures give enjoyment. Um, And heavenly treasures give enjoyment now in contentment and sense of a well-being. So like our heavenly treasures, when we're, our eyes are set Mm -hmm. on like what is heavenly, then we're content. But when, and it gives us that contentment, but when our eyes are set on worldly desires and constantly having more, then that's the uncontentment that settles inside our hearts. Oh, that is true. Keeping your eyes, so to speak, on the prize, but the true prize is heaven. Right. And that definitely makes a lot of sense looking at it that way. What What's something that you can think back on where you, now that we're talking about yeah. this, maybe even more recently that you're like, oh, wow, I was really discontent in that situation. Oh, man, that's a good question. So I think probably one that comes to my mind right away would be actually with money. Discontent that I didn't have money or discontent that I was struggling um, instead of being content with what God had given me um, and realizing that I was learning so much in that season of having to live paycheck to paycheck, you know, because now with having more, Mm -hmm. I truly see the value of like, this is God given, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Versus basically just been being given that and not having that realization now. Like, I feel like it's put so much more, um, it just means so much more to me now versus it just being like, it just being money. You know what I mean? You're able to appreciate it. Right. Right. What about you? Oh, I don't, probably, I I mean, I've mentioned this before, I like to travel. So I kind of, I become discontent when I've gone a long time without being able to go somewhere. I know this sounds crazy, but something, I mean, and like we said, contentment can be different things, but being able to go and do, so to speak, as much as I would like to do, Uh um, and not being content with where God has me at right now. Uh Like, obviously, you're having to do this right now. So this, you know, this door's not open for something as far as traveling or in friendships or in um, ministry or whatever it may be. And it's hard to be content with what he's already blessed you with because obviously what we already have is such a huge blessing. And we take that for granted because we have our eyes fixed on something else. I get that. Being content where you are right Mm -hmm. now and being um, appreciative of that. Yes. Well, and I saw a quote, too, that says, what we really need to realize is how little we really need. Oh, that's really good. Uh So what we really need to realize is how little we really need. Mm -hmm. Well, we really don't need much when we have our eyes set on what we already know we're going to have one day anyways. So there's actually a scripture that I wanted to share, too, and it's in Matthew 6. And 
a lot of times when we read this scripture, we automatically go because it talks about not being anxious and God will supply. But I feel like that's part of the discontentment that comes inside of us is um, being worried or being anxious and not being content with where we are and knowing that God has already supplied and he will go before us again. You know what I mean? Right. And so the scripture is um, six twenty five, and it says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What will you put on? It's not life. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? And I think that's what we're looking at is like mm-hmm. our life. We're looking at these materialistic things or we're looking at money or we're looking mm-hmm. at what we don't have and isn't our life more than those things like mm-hmm. our life is way more than any kind of materialism any kind of money like our life is heavenly you know mm-hmm. and and that's where our eyes get distracted off of um, contentment with what God has given us right now in this moment and that's where our hearts allow that uncontentment to come on and that unsatisfaction and where we start living and our minds kind of go but it says look at the birds of the air They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father um, feeds them. Are you not more value than they? I think that's so beautiful to, like, wrap our minds around because material wealth doesn't cause contentment. And I I think that that's where we get so engulfed is realize Like, we we stop to realizing that, it's, it's not in anything of this world mm-hmm. that causes our contentment. And we're looking for it in all the things of the world mm-hmm. instead of looking for it in God and looking for it in Scripture and looking for it in truth. And that's where we fall short. Heart check mindset. Yes. Oh, that's good, girl. Heart check mindset. That's what, that's what came to mind when you were saying that. And the, the verse about like even the birds have what they need like he yeah. takes care of birds animals yeah. all of those things they don't wear clothes right. they don't have material things they they literally survive and that's all we are here to do is yeah. live for him and survive yeah I think that's just something to leave with do you like have you guys leave with too is is where are you looking for your contentment? Mm-hmm. Are you looking for it in material things? Are you looking for it in this world? Because if you are, then truly your heart is never going to be content mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be content, which is in our Father. Right. And we get so, I, and we're all guilty of it. We get so lost in things of this world that we fail to be content in the one who we're supposed to be content in. Right. Yeah, I think it's time to do a heart check. Yeah. A mindset. After this 3C series. Yes. Heart check ourselves. Because as we said, they all tie together. Yeah. And so when we're over here comparing ourselves to other people, that does lead to discontentment. Right. And we're not supposed to have what they have. Mm-hmm. Like, God blesses us each with our own things. Right. And so, you know, your family may be one way, and you wonder why your family can't be like their family. Well, it wasn't meant to be that way. Right. And so it's definitely a heart issue, and we need to be in check, and we need to maybe write it out like what is the underlying cause of this discontentment right now in my heart or even pray like god show me show me what i'm being wrong about show me where my discontentment lies so that i can start working on it please help me change it Mm -hmm. so i would say we would again challenge you guys to um really dig deeper than just a surface level faith and really dig deeper into where god you know, wants you to be in your 
in the issues that come with or the challenges that come with the competition that may come your way or the comparison or the uncontentment like where can you dig up those roots to really be with God more and Mm -hmm. be content in all of those areas yeah I agree with that we definitely something we need to do ourselves like we we don't challenge y'all to anything that we're not going to do for ourselves i'm i'm actually looking forward to doing I am this too. in the coming months especially with it being a new year yes. still early in the new year it's the perfect time to sit down and do that and I, try to change it mm-hmm. all right guys so we hope that you have enjoyed these three c's in this series because this is ending our three c series and if you enjoy the series let us know because maybe we'll do some more series in the in the coming months and yeah. um because we enjoy it. I think I've enjoyed this one. I've actually. enjoyed it too. Yeah. It's been very interesting to look at how different things in our lives really do tie together. Right. And being able to take scripture and use it for different views as well. But um, I it's, like digging in this one scripture and really getting to like to know that scripture uh-huh. more as well. Yeah, the story. You learn the background the story, of the yeah. story and mm-hmm. the views of the story and, and you know, the different point of user so to speak all right guys thank you for listening we can't wait to share with you guys next week what's on our hearts we sure can't and make sure to rate review and subscribe yes all right bye bye